0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the New Scene Podcast. This is Keith. And Tommy. And we are back with a special bonus show. Ooh, extra show. See how giving we are? You see how much we give, we give, and we give extra. We take time out of our busy, busy lives to give you more. What
1: do you think about that, Tommy? I think it's accurate. <laughs> I think it's insanely accurate. We do a lot. I mean, we do this is... Uh, This is a labor of love, but I think one of the things that we've been really good about is just consistency. It's just we're there every week.
0: Yeah, technically, we've done a show every week since we started because, well, folks, let me first say, we wanted to do this bonus show to explain a little bit about the history of our show if you're new and talk about the transition as well. We're going to have Casey Iodine back on the show. He created and runs Iodine Recordings, who we're partnering now with, of course, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the history of the show, too. Now, this whole thing started as an Instagram. We were inspired by different scene Instagrams that we saw, Delaware 90s hardcore, Northwest Music Scene, you know, all these sites that documented local scenes and would post show videos and flyers, and that's how we started. And I said to Tommy, if we can get this site to over a thousand followers... We're gonna do a podcast, and what did you say, Tommy? I'm in. There you go. So, you know, we're hanging out, and we were at an All Else Failed show, and our friend Pat Troxel from Lovelorn was outside telling the most amusing stories I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> He's a great storyteller, man. <laughs> Fucking
0: yeah. And I pulled Tommy aside, and I was like, "This is the show, yeah. right here. This is the show." And we got over a thousand followers, and we decided we're going to do the podcast. And we called it the Northeast Scene Podcast. Now, you know, the Instagram was originally called the Northeast Scene, so obviously we're going to call the podcast the Northeast Scene Podcast. But even before the deal with iodine, we talked about changing the name of the show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because it's limiting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's limiting in a lot of ways. Number one, it's too long. By the time you finish saying the Northeast Scene Podcast, you're half asleep. Yeah. Two. I think being regional limits us because we talk to everybody and it's confusing. The name is confusing. Guests think they have to be from the Northeast to come on. Guests think they have to talk about the Northeast if they come on. When we've spoken to PR firms to get guests, they think that the guest has to be from the Northeast. So the name just creates a lot of confusion. So we came up with the brilliant idea of adding a W to the name. Huh? That's huh? it. And the show's new. New partnership, new beginning. We're the new scene. Boom, done. And as you'll hear about in our conversation with Casey, I think we started talking to him over the summer, and the announcement is out
1: now. And we are really excited about what's going on. We've touched on this a little before where we're talking about, you know, expanding and kind of getting uh, the podcast to more people. And I think one of the things that Casey had brought up early on in our conversations was, you know, he has the means and the know-how to be able to get this to more people. And, you know, it's just, it's a great opportunity for us to continue with that idea of like, this is a community of friends and people that are like-minded in terms of the music they listen to and the things they really enjoy. And it's a great opportunity for us to kind of like expand that and, you know, gain some new people that are able to kind of share in that ideology. So.
0: Exactly. We've, uh, workshop different ideas we were talking about doing a show or a fest or something like
1: that but this is a great logical next step it's a very uh humbling and uh it's a great feeling like to know that something that we talk about it, or that started as just an idea is now something that uh people are willing to you know put their name behind and we're really excited to be partnering with iodine
0: yeah you know how i know we're good at this tommy because I think five or six people at this point have asked me about helping them set up a podcast in some way. Oh, wow. You know how many people asked me about band stuff when I was playing music?
1: No. I Zero. Can, I was going to say, I get a guess <laughs> based <laughs> no, on your tone.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, probably they did at some point, but I don't remember. But listen, the show, you've already heard the first episode. The show is going to be largely the same. I mean, we'll probably have ads at some point because, you know, we got to break even but we're not going to be taking, I've said it many times, and I'll keep saying, it, we're not going to take anything away. We're only going to be adding stuff. There's going to be more stuff in the future. It's still going to be the same show.
1: Yeah. And it, it, for those people that have been there since the beginning, I want to just send out a, a really, really heartfelt thank you. The people that have been there since, you know, the first few episodes and were, you know, always sending feedback and, you know, things that they were enjoying and things that they took away from the podcast or things that they identified with. And it's a great thing to be a part of when you hear other people say positive things about something that you're doing that is literally just us kind of starting an idea. Like it's, it's, it's really here. It's really cool to hear that from people that are just like, hey, I like what you do. And you're like, fuck, man, really? Like I didn't, I didn't think there was anybody out there listening. You forget that sometimes. But, right. Yeah.
0: So yes, some shout-outs. Mike Shaw and Vadim Taver. and This Day Forward, they helped us get the show started. Vadim helped us with recording an early episode. Mike gave me some advice because he does a podcast too. Colin Frangicetto helped me out with some of the equipment and software stuff, getting us started. Let's see who else. Anthony Green and yeah. the rest of Circa Survive, of course. Yeah. You know, they were all willing to come on the show early. Uh, my father's friend, Lee. Uh, leaving, leaving leaving from uh, fear. Legend. Yeah. Another guest. Pat Shannon and the rest of all else failed. Pat Shannon was our second guest on the show. So shout out to those guys. Michael Messina. He did our new promo pictures. Shout out, Mike. And of course, the inimitable Richie Taver. Richie is our sound guy. He helps make us sound as good as we do. So thank you, Richie. And everyone who's been listening to us from the beginning. Ed, Pete. Ed Hewitt. There you go. Yeah. Steve. Uh, Who else listens? Everybody. You know, everybody who's been on the Instagram from the beginning. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you, everybody who's been a part of this in any way. We are stoked. We are stoked to be on this journey with you. Anything else to add, Tommy?
1: Costco for life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now listen, they're going to have to start paying if they want us to talk about them. That's it. All right, folks. Well, now we're going to talk to Casey Iodine enjoy. All right, folks, we're here now with Casey Iodine. Casey, welcome back to the
2: show. Hey, guys. Good to talk to you again.
0: Yes, it's been a long time. Well, that's not exactly true. I've spoken to you a lot, Casey, the past couple weeks, but I haven't spoken to you on the show in a long time. So how's everything going? What's what's going on with
2: you? Things are great, um, although I think I owe your fans an apology. Yes, uh, Because last time I I was on your show, I I think I pretty adamantly said that I was only going to be running the label as a a part-time hobby and doing reissues. And since then, uh, things have changed quite drastically.
0: Yeah. So, Casey, when we spoke to you and you said that, did you know full well that that was not the truth?
2: I, I actually had no idea. I mean, my intentions were you know, to just start this thing back up, see how see how it went, work on records that I, you know, already had kind of in the back catalog, and then, you know, reach out to some old friends like bands like um Jerome's Dream and Um Garrison and, you know, grab records that were important to me or I had some sort of personal connection with. And before I knew it, you know, some of these bands <laughs> were starting conversations of you know, new records and new recordings. And then other friends of mine from the past, like uh, Jonah Matrenga from Online Drawing, reached out and said, Hey, I got this new record. And then uh, the guys and the and the gal from Darling Fire reached out asking me to do their new record. And I just started saying yes. And before I knew it, things just grew faster than I, I would have expected. And a lot of that's due to the reception that people were so excited about the label being back. Uh, it just, gave me this you know crazy amount of motivation to to just go for it and get a second chance at something that you know didn't go the way i planned 20 years ago.
0: Yeah, you know, i have to say i was very surprised but also very delighted when i saw that you were signing new bands.
2: Yeah, I again, it wasn't something I expected. Um, in fact, Jolie from the Darling Fire had reached out to me. And and if you know her, she, but she used to sing backup vocals for Dashboard Confessional and she was in uh, Rocking Horse Winter. Oh and, right! Oh, get out! Yeah, and so she she reached out and was like, "Hey, um, you know, we have this record and we're looking to do a new record on a different label." And I I straight up was like, I, "I'm not signing new bands, but I'll I'll gladly listen to it and give you some feedback." And uh, as soon as I heard the demos for it, <laughs> I was like, uh, "Yeah, let's do this! Like, let's <laughs> let's sign a contract. We'll make it a multi-record deal, and and uh, go from there." I mean, again, my intentions were never to go that route. It just I got excited about you know seeing some new bands and, and some new blood, and I, I just needed to be a part of it.
0: Well, I'm glad you're back, and I'm glad that we are in the mix now, too. So, Casey, I think we started talking over the summer sometime, and I remember you mentioning some kind of partnership at some point, but the way I am, I'm very cautious, and my first instinct is just to always say no. So I think the first time you mentioned something, I just didn't even process it. Like, it just kind of went in one ear and out the other. And then you mentioned it again, and I was like, wait, wait, partnership for the podcast? This sounds intriguing. Let's talk. So when did you, Casey, decide that perhaps you wanted to work with us?
2: Well, I think it all stems back to when the label started to grow and things were developing quickly. I had to... Kind of take a pause and look at how things have changed since the label was, you know, running 20 years ago. And, you know, the way media was and the way coverage was for, you know, our releases and reviews, it it was so drastically different than it is now. You know, everything is digital now. Everything is, you know, via social media and and podcasts because podcasts weren't around, again, 20 years ago. So I was like, okay, well, I need to be able to reach fans and I need to do it in a strategic way. So I was like, well, maybe I need to start my own podcast. And I was like, well, fuck that. I I don't have time for that. <laughs> I, I barely have time to run a record label, let alone, you know, run a podcast on top of it. So I was seeing what you guys were doing and I I just really liked the shows you guys were having. You guys had a just a good vibe. And I was like, well, maybe maybe I should just partner with them and, you know, offer, you know, some of the stuff that I'm good at, which is kind of the business and marketing and, you know, branding and development as kind of a way to help you guys grow, but at the same time, you know, kind of have an outlet for, you know, the label reaching a, a wider audience.
0: Yes. And I, I, you know, I'm glad that we came to this point. We were planning it for a long time. There was a lot of work and thought and uh, ideas that went into this thing, and so I, I'm I'm just looking forward to what we're doing now, and what we'll be doing in the future. And folks, there's more coming. I don't want to announce everything yet, but there will be more stuff. More stuff.
1: <laughs> be
0: less well, vague,
2: you guys. You guys just have a really good approach. You know, you, you take on guests from a, a wide background and, and every genre, and your conversations aren't just about pitching or, you know, promoting and plugging new records or whatever, you know, the band is trying to push at whatever particular time or the guest, you know, you, you guys take a deep dive and, and get into a lot of personal topics and you talk about people's interests and, and their their musical upbringing and inspirations and, and influences. And that's the stuff that I really resonate with because, you know, we talked about this in the last podcast, but the whole reason I ran a record label was because, you know, it was my way of being involved, you know, I'm not a musician. And so I really had that, that drive to be, you know, not only a a consumer of music, but, you know, someone that's able to put something out into the world. And I, I just really felt like you guys were on the same page and that was really what you were trying to do. And, you know, obviously when we started talking it was really cool how our views aligned almost across the board. I don't think we had any sort of uh, misalignment on what the vision would be for this partnership.
0: You're absolutely right. And I'm pleasantly surprised by how easy everything was. You know, the whole process of developing the art and all the suggestions and all the work we put into the new vision for the new scene, everything was pretty much on point because everything we spoke about you know, Tommy and I had thought about before or discussed before, like the name change and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know, I, I I felt like we were pretty on point because Tommy and I come from that kind of background too, where, you know, we almost come at it from more of a fan angle as far as music goes, because we had been in bands and we've put out records and we've done all that stuff, but we just really appreciate the music and want to be a part of it in whatever way we can, which is this podcast now.
2: Yeah. Actually, you mentioned the art. And I want to give a shout out to uh, Simon, who you know he does a lot of the revelation and, and be well uh, artwork, and we connected on Instagram, and he had some uh, some great ideas for this new artwork, and you know we had a lot of back and forth, and I feel like he just knocked it out of the park. So uh, thanks to Simon for you know putting a lot of effort into that part of it. Uh, Simon, his Instagram is one trick pony. I think it's spelt with a C instead of a K and uh, he's he's been really. Doing a ton of great stuff, uh, album layouts and show flyers and stuff like that. He's over in the UK, but uh, he's he's definitely been really getting involved in the scene lately.
0: Nice. Yeah, so folks, if you want to look as good as us, get in touch with Simon.
2: His rates just doubled after this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Casey, there was one thing that didn't go smoothly. And do you remember when we tried to record the test show? <laughs> Listen to this, folks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the New Scene Podcast, presented by Iodine Recordings. This is Keith
1: Iodine. And Tommy. I. Uh, do we really have to do this? Yes, Tommy.
0: Yes. However, we have a special guest tonight, post-rock giants, Mogwai. Now, I know they're not on Iodine, but they're one of our all-time favorite bands, and we are really excited to... What is that? I, I don't know. I don't even have a landline here. Hold on. Hello? Oh, hey, Casey. Yeah, I, no, I, I, well, we thought that. Alright, hold on. Tommy, he wants me to put him on speaker. Alright. Go ahead, Casey. Shut up! Shut the fuck! Shut up! Will you shut up! Shut up! Shut, 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 shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Oh. That doesn't sound good. All right, well, that's it for this episode of The New Scene. We'll catch you next time. Remember when that happened, Casey?
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was a bad day. Uh, That was a very (laughs) accurate portrayal of my uh, personality.
0: (laughs) Tommy, I'm going to use that uh, that phone sound effect whenever we're getting in trouble. It'll Uh, be like Casey calling on the landline, you know? (laughs)
1: I don't think, does anybody, Casey, do you have a landline at your house? I do not
2: have a landline at my house.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I I don't think, I I wonder who still does, I I know anybody over 50 still has, I'm like my mother has one, but I I don't get it, I just don't get it, but I love the idea, it's just anytime we fuck something up, just have that come in, Be like, oh, (laughs) Oh, here he is, let's go. Oh, shit.
0: (laughs) We're in trouble again. So Tommy, I want to hear from you, how do you feel about this exciting riveting brand new partnership and our next step up in the world of broadcasting.
1: Well, I think Casey kind of nailed it. I think this is such a great relationship and I'm really excited about it because it's symbiotic. Like we both are getting something out of it. Like we don't have the business acumen or the marketing understanding that um, Casey can do and bring for us. Um, And the other part is that, you know, I think we've always talked about how do we grow the show And there's times where we've talked about it and we're like kind of clueless, like we're like, all right, we could do this or we could do that. And it's like it's all experimentation, whereas Casey's done this before. And Casey has the experience in the background and can say, yeah, actually, we've seen this work with other things or we've seen this tried and it hasn't gone well. So um, it's really a great relationship for us. And I'm, I'm really excited to start. Excellent.
0: I agree. Yeah. And, you know, I've never been, I've never been signed or on a label or anything like that. You know, everything's been self-released or me just doing it. So I don't know. I think that's kind of cool too.
2: Yeah. That's one of the nice things about being on a label, I guess, is you've got a team of people doing a lot of the work that you, you know, as, as a unsigned band or whatever, you're, you're responsible for. And so again, I, I'm not, in a band i haven't been in one in forever but that's one thing i hear from a lot of bands is like oh well the label took care of that awesome i can just (laughs) sit back and chill for a while
0: it's just such a not even a thought in my mind because i'm so used to doing everything so now that we're doing this thing and casey and the label are taking care of some stuff and in my mind i'm like wait are you sure like is that okay
1: really quick keith how do you feel about that (laughs) <laughs> relinquishing control oh, that's right you're is, a control freak aren't you oh this is not Keith's strong point however <laughs> he has been like excited I, like we were talking about like all right when the graphics get turned over to you like how do you feel about that and he's like oh I'll, I'll do it it's gonna be great
0: <laughs> yeah here's the thing if someone can do it better than me i'm more than happy to turn it over and while my graphics were pretty awesome the new ones are a lot better <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have no I, I that's Keith and I have gone over this before but I I have a terrible eye for aesthetics <laughs> like it. I don't have that understanding and it's you know there's a lot of times where like I get dressed in the morning and I'm walking like you know out towards my car and my wife will literally see me on the ring camera and she'll call me and she'll be like you can't wear that sweater <laughs> I'm like really and she's like y- y- it's striped and you have brown pants on and your stripes are green like you look terrible like none of that matches like don't wear that and i'm like really she's like, a yeah, git come back in the house like you had like it's like having a sm- like i'm like a small child like i really don't understand how to dress myself other than like i can put the clothes on correctly like nothing's on backwards or inside out but you can
0: I- buy the pants from costco you just don't know which color to
1: wear yeah that's actually i i lay my clothes out at night now but for the specific reason that i i just got so tired of like trudging back in the house and she's like you gotta you can't wear that i worst she laughed at me one day so hard i wore um a a short sleeve shirt to work like a a short sleeve button-up shirt like a plaid button-up shirt and i was like oh i want to wear a tie today so i put on a tie with it and she was like you you can't do that hey tommy yeah,
2: I, I don't think Keith told you this, but um, part of this whole partnership, I'm actually going to be coming to your house and dressing you each day. Phenomenal! <laughs> oh
1: my God, look—he could use it. Believe me. Yeah, yeah. look, uh, I'll I wake just... you up,
2: make you toast and coffee, and I, I will dress you.
1: Oh, I don't Thank eat. <laughs> I don't eat in the morning, but I will take black coffee. Thank you, <laughs> Casey. You've been in bands
2: before. I, I was in one band when I was in high school. Would you it was do a, a pretty crappy punk rock band that I sang for? Oh, you were the singer, yeah, because I couldn't play anything, so uh, and I, we talked about that, I think in the in the last show, where that's, that's how the label started, was my band couldn't get the attention of any labels, so I said, "Fuck it," and decided to start my own label. Is that band out there anywhere in recordings? It's not, and uh, it probably never will be <laughs> if, I can, if I can help it. Can we <laughs> premiere it on the show?
0: <laughs> I no. want to hear it. Oh, man. I'll I'll send you a
2: link. (laughs) No, actually, I won't send you a link because I don't trust you to not air it on the show.
0: No, we're playing it if we get our hands on it, for sure.
2: (laughs) There's some cassette tapes floating around um, if you uh, end up in South Boston or Quincy or something like that.
0: Uh, I think I have relatives that live in Quincy, so I'm going to take a trip out there and say, where is Casey's band?
1: (laughs) Just start scouring all the record stores.
0: Well, let's talk about what's coming up, folks. In terms of the new scene... We have more planned. Like I mentioned earlier, I don't want to announce it yet, but we're not going to be taking anything away from the show. We are only going to be adding things. There are going to be new elements to the show. There are going to be new segments. There are going to be bigger guests. There's more to come and soon. So be
2: patient. But Casey, tell us, tell us what's going on with the label. What can we expect? Um, So yeah, uh, 2022 is going to be a crazy year. in, In fact, there are days I wake up and I'm like, how, how is this going to work? Um, I think as of this week, we have about 20 releases scheduled for 2022. Again, that wasn't intentional. I wanted to have between five and 10 releases out in 2021, but I'm sure you guys have talked about it on the show. The pressing plant delays are just insane right now. Like, you cannot get a record in under seven or eight months. In fact, seven or eight months is fast, uh, you know, compared to other plants, which are either not taking new jobs or giving year turnaround times. Uh, meaning if you send a record press today, you may not have it until November or December 2022. So that has been an ongoing issue and that's partly due to covid but also partly due to the fact that like you know the music industry was shut down for like 2 years and so with bands getting back on the road and tours and fests everybody you know major labels included are trying to get represses and trying to get inventory for tours and um and so there's just this massive backlog at the pressing plants so all year long i've had all these releases ready to go and i've been getting them out to press and they're we're not going to have them in hand until like starting in January and February. So, um, you know, some of the stuff I think people are aware of, like, you know, we got stuff from Jerome's dream, darling fire, uh, one line drawing, audio karate, and this new band from Philly, which is like a, a doom metal band called ritual earth. But you guys are from the Philly area. So you probably know George Chamberlain, who's a singer. He was in that band autumn back in like the mid to oh, late nineties. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. in that band. Yeah, he's a singer.
0: Yeah, I played a, uh Autumn Reunion show in one of my bands.
2: Oh, cool. That's awesome. Back
0: in 2009, I think.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's a few releases dropping in um, January and February. And then from there, you know, in true Iodine fashion, there's going to be a lot of big surprises, stuff that no one's expecting. And, you know, it's it's been really cool. I mean, as of right now, it's a lot of older bands that I've kind of reconnected with and, you know kind of revitalized relationships with. Um, But there's a few new bands that I've kind of sought out and younger bands that are on the road and and doing great things. So I'm excited. It's going to be the biggest year for Iodine, even bigger than our biggest year 20 years ago. Damn.
0: Wow. Well, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to be a part of it. And Tommy is as well. And Casey, you know, we just want to say thanks for working with us. And, you know, it's always been good to talk to you. Even before the partnership, we kept in touch after you were on the show and I would bounce things off you and we would talk about stuff. So it's just always good to talk to you and hear from you. And we look forward to continuing to work together.
2: Yeah. And that to me, it's all about community. I mean, that's why we all come to the scene, right? I mean, maybe it's because of the music in the first place, but we all stay because of the community that is built around it. And, you know, the way I see it is this partnership isn't about, you know, you being on a record label that's going to push you guys in a particular direction. It's about taking what you're creating and making it better and making making it available to more people.
1: That's and ultimately, that's what we always wanted to do is we one of the themes we always talked about running through this was just that friendship and community that hardcore always brought together, just punk in general, like is we had this it was kind of like this thing of ours. Like it was this thing that we had, we all shared in common and it was the, the kind of the tie that binds. It was the thing that brought us together. And honestly, it's the thing that keeps us a lot of, a lot of us together. So, um, being able to talk about that, that ideology and that kind of theme, uh, to more people is, is really, really great opportunity.
0: Well said, Tommy. Well said. Thank
1: you. <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to say when I started that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you nailed it. Well, good, because I, that, was, that was extemporaneous. I just fucking made that up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, it's great to be here. Casey, thank you for coming back on the show. And folks, we are back Monday with another new episode. Every Monday morning, we will be here, whether you like it or not. So thanks, everybody, for listening.